0: To rocket bomb. This is Brian, and uh, that was Malu by The Beast of Eden. I'm on the phone with Chris V. Uh, hey, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, so, Chris, what do you do in the band, and uh, what is Beast of Eden?
1: Uh, I'm the singer and uh, secondary guitarist, rhythm guitarist. Um, and what are the Beast of Eden? Um, we are just an indie rock band from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Um, the name itself is—it's uh, something that kind of came to me gradually. Um, I was always a fan of the book uh, *East of Eden* by uh, John Steinbeck, and uh, just somehow—I don't know—*East of Eden* morphed into *Beast of Eden*, and it just had to do with—you uh, know—we didn't want to get too far into religious symbolism and you know that kind of stuff. Not to take it too seriously, but it was a little—a little bit of like a biblical vibe to it and just living in new york with its uh you know day-to-day life can be kind of uh grueling so there's a lot of like uh just kind of crazy people i I felt like around me all the time growing up in new york city um so that that was kind of like a little bit of the the beastly kind of characters i was surrounded with uh yeah and just just one day kind of all morphed (laughs) into this name the beast of eden you know
0: um what uh where does the sound that you guys have for BCV can come from? Um I've, from listening to the EP that there's uh, a yeah. there's it's there's a lot of really good hooks, like a lot of really good good rock tracks, but they have a nice um they're not like your cliché rock tunes. They're they're they're, yeah. they're interesting to listen to. Where does that come from?
1: Um you know, I think uh I like to look at it as um you know, there's a lot of just the uh, classic Beatles influences um and then from there, you know, a lot of Nirvana, like really good. I think what was like the best of like the nineties kind of rock that went on, you know? Um, yeah. so it's, it's kind of it's a lot, of it is based in just the the song itself. Um, and really we, we do work hard and trying to get, you know, there's no filler, just always like a really solid base of a song
0: going on. Um, it's one of the things I like about Ma, uh, the song Malu is that it's just, it's, Got that really straightforward start, and it just the when the, the bass kicks in, it's just got a really it's got a really nice groove to it. and It holds holds through the whole song. It's really solid. Um, what can you what can you tell tell me about uh about that song?
1: Um, yeah, that one. It's kind of funny. I mean, uh, when we did that, it was it was like, and then we're you know, this is the EP, so it came out in oh seven. And uh, we're we're actually working on our uh, first record right now, uh, which will be released in about three months, uh, you know, maybe in in, uh, late summer in the UK. But uh, when we we were doing the EP, it was this like pop, not pop punk, but uh, this kind of real beat oriented vibe was going on in New York, you know, in uh, Williamsburg and all that through the whole scene. So that was just, I think, Kind of creeping into what would naturally be my more just straight songwriting based stuff. So I think that's where we we kind of get that real just um, you know four in the floor punk disco thing going on.
0: Um, it's it works. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I've got a I've got a two part question and I'm going to interrupt it with another sure. track from you guys. But you guys seem to have. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, and one of the tracks from the EP, if I read correctly, was featured on a Microsoft Sync commercial. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, how cool was that for you guys to have that uh, opportunity to do that?
1: It was, um, yeah, it was interesting because, uh, <laughs> you know, you're also in your music's right, up there at the Strokes and the Band of Horses and a lot of other big bands. And it's, it's kind of a thrill that, you know, you're just, sitting at home watching TV at night or just like falling asleep and all of a sudden you hear your, your song being played under, uh, you know, a Ford or Microsoft commercial. So it's, it's cool. Um, I actually never, uh, saw the money. From it, so <laughs> I'm still working on that. And, uh, you know, that's the other part of it. Oh man. Yeah. It's interesting how, uh, if, you know, if you don't do certain things, you don't, <laughs> Yeah. you don't get the money, but, uh, but but as far as just the recognition, that was that was really cool.
0: Well, up next we have the song Sylvia, which um, I, all the songs I picked from the EP uh, for tonight's show is uh, they're all they're all the rockers. Like I tend I tend to lean toward those, yeah. and um, I like this I like this I like this the 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 show to be to be short and rock heavy. So uh, Sylvia was the other track I picked, which um, it's. I love this song. Like this is this was one of the first songs that came on. Um, like usually whenever I, I pick when I, when I interview bands, I throw their songs yeah. on my on my phone, and uh, they always end up coming in up coming up on shuffle. And uh, Sylvia was a song that kind of surprised me one day, and I was like, "Man, this is really good." And then I checked It's nice because then I'll check. I get out of the context of knowing it's a band I'm going to talk to, and then I'm like, "Oh man, cool! I can't wait to talk to these guys." So Sylvia is a really solid oh, song well. too. Um, that, uh, that I that I fell in love with. So this is Sylvia by Beast of Eden, and you're listening to Rocket Bomb That was Sylvia by Beast of Eden. I'm selling the phone with Chris B from Beast of Eden, and uh, we are uh, going to be continue to talk here for a little bit. So I was saying before we listen to that song, I'm a big fan of that that track, and uh, we talked a little bit about influences earlier. And one of the one of the thing, reasons I think that I really like your band, and I don't mean to 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 uh, to shoulder you with any of my uh, comparisons, but um, I'm a big fan of the band No Knife. And I think you guys have a very similar sound with your. They have, on this EP, you have some angular guitars with a solid beat to this to the to the mm-hmm. songs. And take that as a compliment, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean when uh when I hear that song now, I I realize um it's per, it's not for it's not soothing. I'll put it that way. You know, it's not like you're taking a nap and that song comes on and you're you're being lulled to sleep. You're kind of jerks you awake um and like when you're when we're tracking it and working on it we don't realize i guess how how um you know it's a little unnerving in a way i guess the guitars are so angular and just grating in a way yeah um, a, but i think that that's part of the you know the, the subject matter isn't all pleasant so that's probably why it's a little bit like that without being total hardcore music you
0: know. <laughs> i'm a big fan of uh the, that style of like the angular interface guitar so yeah yeah the uh my the second part to my two parter earlier when i asked you guys about the asked you about the mm-hmm. microsoft commercial was uh, yeah. according to your your bio as well that i read on your website you guys have had the, the chance to uh to brush shoulders with iggy pop and duran duran at the playboy mansion what uh what's that all about
1: yeah we didn't we didn't actually go to the mansion. They they uh, they still wouldn't let us into the mansion. Apparently, that's, <laughs> that's a whole nother. You uh, have to
0: be Iggy Pop to get in the mansion.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, maybe even a, Iggy Pop. I don't know. I'm sure he he gets to go. But uh, <laughs> yeah, well, they the the thing with that is they flew us to Cabo for a spring break last year. So we got this all expenses paid trip. And um, it was kind of um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. I'll, I'll put it <laughs> I'll put it that way. So it, it's it's kind of interesting to see. I mean, Playboy as a corporation has all these different sides to it. So, and we were dealing with the New York office, so they weren't really.
0: What exactly? Um, what part exactly the, were you guys? Management. What exactly were you guys doing? Did you uh, were you part of like a a show or something or?
1: It's a whole yeah. It's like this whole campaign that they did, our friend Lisa Kalani. she uh, she came up with the whole campaign and um, it's just it's cool. Every band makes a t-shirt and you get to take the the Playboy bunny logo and come up with your own design on it. So like we um, I don't know if that's on our website, but we had this great design done with the Beast of Eden kind of roses thing and a Playboy bunny head and that, that was sold in um, a couple stores, like Apparently a couple high end stores in Europe. I never saw that. But um, then they, yeah, a part of of doing that is they flew us to um, Cabo San Lucas in Mexico, and we did a bunch of shows down there at um, Sammy Hagar's club. And uh, yeah, they just literally put us on the beach and made us eat sushi and hang out with the playmates. Like it was, uh, <laughs> it was interesting. And then we came back home, and we we're like, uh, oh, what? <laughs> Uh, forgot this is all right. Not our life. <laughs>
0: well, speaking of uh, being back home, you, you, the band is. Uh, are you guys entirely based in Brooklyn?
1: Yeah, yeah, we uh, we all live in Brooklyn. And, what um, is,
0: What's the uh, the scene there like now? Actually, a good friend of mine who's uh, in mm-hmm. town at the moment just moved to Brooklyn and has been uh, he's been uh, DJing at some uh, some clubs out there. And to hear him him say it, everything's still really alive and well there. and There's still a lot of really great bands. Yeah, I mean. There.
1: You know, I mean, I I grew up in New York and, you know, I just, uh, it's just so much going on here. There's, there's always something going on. I I feel like a little bit of what was New York is being dispersed, um, just because things got so expensive. But now these days, maybe, you know, with with everything falling like through the floors far as prices and people's jobs, maybe a lot of that's kind of going away and maybe, you know, certain scenes are coming back, but, but as far as like what I think is good music, there's, yeah, there's so much going on. I, I, I can't even like, uh, I can't even define it. You know, I mean, if you, there's just so many different neighborhoods here that any, any given night, any time of year, there's, there's a party going on. There's something going on.
0: That's um, cool. That's something. Just a, What's that? I was going to say, that's something I, I read an article today with a, a band from Indian, Indianapolis here. Where yeah. It's, it's a, it's, we have a really um, a really nice scene here, but it's not a very large scene, and it's interesting because right. um, if you're in a band in this city, you pretty much within a year, if even if you just move to town and start a band, within a yeah. year you pretty much know everyone in the scene. Um, yeah, which is both really cool and really not cool at the same time. Is
1: <laughs> you know when when a big band comes through town, everybody kind of goes and sees them, right?
0: Yeah. For for the most part, but even with the, the local scene, I mean, it's you know, there's there's a finite uh, kind of a finite fan base that you can get here yeah. without yeah, yeah. Um, without without touring, and and half of the people who like your band are in like right. bands that you're in your with. band, <laughs> well, yeah, they're in bands that you played with last week, so right, <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: like New York's great, at, you know, at the same time though because there's so much going on it's like if you're if you're doing a show somewhere well you know there's like you too is also doing a show or something you know so it's, it's a lot of competition.
0: Yeah, in Indianapolis it's pretty much if there's a big show in town and you're trying to yeah, you know, you're you're pretty well screwed. So right. um, so what a what's what's the band's creative process like? And my next two questions you've actually touched on a yeah. little bit already but I kind of wanted to uh to I'll just I'm going to ask the last two questions together because sure. I think that it's to um, they'll flow well together. But my my other question, my question is, what's your band's creative process like? And then also, what's next for Beast of Eden? And mm-hmm. uh, you started to talk earlier about that you guys um, are working on or f- recently finished a new record. So um, can you talk a little bit about the creative process that you guys have as a band, and then what what's coming up next?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, as far as the the songwriting, um, a lot of times um, I'll I'll come up with a Core idea, and then um, it'll just get battered and beaten up <laughs> when I approach <laughs> the other guys with it. Um, but uh, you know, as far as the songwriters, it's myself and then the guitarist Chris Busada and, and our bassist John Shaw, and, and you know, the three of us are just really on a, on the same wavelength, and that's I think why the three of us have been able to stay together, you know, for a couple years. It just we we kind of think the same way musically, you know, so. I, I, really just kind of trust them, and, you know, when I bring an idea to them, if they feel like it's no good or we should do this or that, it usually comes out better, you know, mm-hmm. and I think vice versa, when they bring an idea to, um, me or, or to each other, like, you know, we all work on it and, uh, I think we, we approach it pretty honestly, which is, which is rare, you know, the egos aren't there or anything like that, so I think it's a good, it's a good, like, support system we have, um...
0: Do you guys have a pretty strong vision for the direction of the band that you're all sort of, you've all sort of embraced?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think we, um, we just want to do good music, and I think you know, that, I mean, that sounds kind of maybe silly to say, but there's, I think there's just a lack of good, and not necessarily heavy, but something a little in, intense, you know, mm-hmm. something that's more intense than a lot of the, more the freak folk stuff that's going on right now. And, and I think, um, you know, that, that's just something I think is, is fun, you know, and not being again, like, uh, you know, we're not like a, you know, black metal band where it's like, everything is at 10 and just completely, completely, you know, through the roof. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of a little bit like that, you know, nineties rock thing where it's just, it's heavy, but it's still melodic and poppy. But, um,
0: you but know, you we, don't have that Eddie Vedder voice, so <laughs> Right. I'm, I'm working on it.
1: I'm working on it,
0: yeah. Um, so what's what's up next for you guys? Um we are
1: uh currently finishing up um our first uh our first full length album and um it's going to be released on uh Gift Music in the UK and they're uh I think right now um the silent years are are being released through them and in, in the u k so um I think that's their other main artist um but yeah um so we as far as plans you know we're gonna be touring u k and then uh hopefully europe after that and then uh come back to the u s and see see what uh the states hold for us
0: cool when do you guys leave on tour when mm-hmm
1: um, you know, we're not sure yet. It probably will be, uh, fall, you know, cool. probably fall in the UK.
0: I went, I was fortunate enough to get to go on tour in Europe with a band. I played in the past and we went in the, like the hottest summer ever in oh, Europe. How did you Yeah. Yeah. Europe, man. We, uh, we well, we were, we, um, had a driver that we met there. He was a great guy, but the van that we right. had rented was, um, had no air conditioning and we actually, oh, man. we actually had Holy. one too many people to like fit in the van. So, <laughs> so it, it was an interesting trip. <laughs> Someone rode on the, uh, the roof. Like well, we, well like the, the van was a stick shift and we, there was like no, like in the front seat, there was no seat in the middle, but it was wide enough for another person to sit there. Oh, so cares. like, yeah, it was either like f- cram in the back or cram in the front and kind of, we made it work though. It was it was yeah, you know, it was like some weird uh, Wes Anderson movie or something.
1: Right. <laughs> well, I mean that's that's um, you know one of the reasons I wanted to get into music was to to travel.
0: You know, yeah. Or, you know, as far as the band thing, just <laughs> we got our band, band back band together to just to go to Europe. So <laughs> we yeah, I mean, we actually it's a great way to out, go. So. So the next right. song broke up right after the trip, right? <laughs> we did actually, yeah. We 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 got. Uh, We'd broken up because we had graduated from college and stuff, and we're like, it wasn't really like, you know, we all hated each other. We're just like, right? It was kind of one of those things where we had, we had left for a summer tour and then um, had to cancel unexpectedly, and then, uh, just kind of came back, and we were like, well, like I'm moving out of town. Yeah, well, Two yeah. of the other guys already did, like, let's just call it quits. And then, so, yeah, we, I moved out of town and then I got, we got these emails from these like punk rock, uh, punk rock label in Italy and one in Germany. They were like, you know, we'd love to do a European vinyl release for you guys. And, you know, we were like, That's yeah, awesome. we'd love to do that. Can you get us, can you help us book a tour? And they were like, yeah. And we're like, all right, we're coming. And we did it. That's so, awesome, yeah. And we came back and played a final show here in uh, our hometown and that was it. So. Yeah
1: probably really bittersweet, right?
0: Yeah, actually, I funny thing is just the other day I found a video of the last show that we yeah. played. It was kind of interesting to watch. So. But yeah, it's a of,
1: weird um, analogy or not analogy, but like a, it's almost like breaking up with a girlfriend or something, you know? The whole oh, yeah. band dynamic, relationship dynamic. It's, it's a little too close to home sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, so the last song I've got for you guys uh, for the show tonight is Only Good at... Good... I can't... Only Good at Looking Good. Yeah, um, which is good. the uh, one of the other um, rockers from the EP. Uh, do you have anything to uh, anything to say about the song before we give it a spin?
1: That one, um, to me, it's really, really just uh, a dig at, at what I call vacuous hipsterism, and, and that's uh, you know, it's really nothing about. It's nothing anti-style whatsoever. It's just a dig at certain people that that are all style, no substance.
0: All right. Well, this is uh, Only Good at Looking Good by Beast of Eden. Uh, you're listening to Rocket Bomb. Thanks, Chris, for being on the show.
1: Hey, thanks for uh, letting us be on the show.
0: Next week, we will have uh, the Emotron on the show. It's uh, another one-man group um, from the... Pre- our previous week's show actually uh, toured with Most Giganticus uh, t- on that Alaskan tour. So um, be sure to come back next week and check out that interview. And then uh, after that, we've got a couple of other good interviews kind of in the plans. Uh, nothing to state yet, but uh, check out the show. Tell your friends. Subscribe to the RSS feed. Read the blog. Post it on Twitter. Post it on Facebook. All that stuff. Thanks for listening. This is uh, Only Good at Looking Good by Beast of Eden. And you're listening to RocketBot.